declutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph Maguire, and the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I'm on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and to let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability, and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential. Okay, this episode is going to be a good one. This is like your ultimate guide for what to do with the things that you're getting rid of when decluttering. This is all of the resources that I've collected of initiatives, organizations, selling options, all the different ways that you can get rid of the things that you've decluttered, I have compiled in here in this episode. It is the kind of episode that you want to take notes for, but you don't have to, because I have created a PDF with everything that I mentioned today. You can download that with the link in the description, show notes, whatever you want to call it, of this episode. So use this episode and the PDF as a reference resource that you can use to find different ways that you can utilize the circular economy in your decluttering. If you aren't familiar with what I mean by the circular economy, most of our society operates under a linear economy, meaning one straight line. Goods get produced only to be consumed and then end up in landfill. The life cycle of stuff is a linear line. Well, that's not really a cycle, but you get it. A circular economy is where goods stay in the loop of reuse and recycling. What I'm going over today will help ease your guilt about waste while freeing your home from clutter. In the PDF, I have hyperlinks with all the different places that I mention or like initiatives and stuff. So you can click on each one and find out more about each option on the website from the place or organization or whatever. So I don't go into like too much detail about like what you have to do to get your stuff to said place. I just have the website and then when you go to the website, you can find out all the details about how to actually use said resource. I'm going over dozens of options, so don't get overwhelmed. It's okay. I'm not expecting you to utilize all of them. I personally don't. I have utilized a lot of them though. Please remember that the goal of sustainability is constant improvement, not overnight perfection. Now, I want to share three steps when approaching decluttering sustainably. The first is to recognize that your space feels and functions best when it is intentional and you feel and function your best when your space feels and functions its best. If you are environmentally conscious, decluttering can be hard because of the idea of waste. But you need to be conscious of your own personal environment too. If there's stuff that's not serving you, then it's hindering you. The next step is to equip yourself with the knowledge of the local options using this podcast episode and the PDF. Once you have the knowledge, you can use bags or boxes to sort your clutter as you organize your home. 
And finally, remove the guilt of sending things to landfill. There are no options to give stuff a new life. If there really are no options to give some stuff a new life, or it's like super inconvenient to make that happen, then let that be a pivotal experience for you to become more intentional with what you allow into your home so that you can reduce waste moving forward. Many of these waste reduction solutions are Brisbane-based. So if you're a fellow Brisbaneite like me, then you're going to be totally stoked by all of these options. But there are many that are Australia-wide or have interstate equivalents. But if you're somewhere else in the world, then you can use this guide as inspiration for the types of initiatives that are out there and then check if there's something similar in your area. You can use the power of community to find sustainable decluttering solutions in your area. Facebook groups and Reddit are examples of online communities that you'll be able to find local solutions. You can ask a question like, what are the best local options to donate such and such items? You could ask questions like that in sustainability groups, minimalism groups, or even a Facebook community page for your local area. So I know that everywhere that I've ever lived, there has been one or numerous Facebook groups for that suburb or the wider area or the city or the general area. Super easy to find groups like that. And then you might find general wider groups like about sustainability for Australia or sustainability for wherever you are or minimalism and decluttering groups as well because we're talking about getting rid of stuff that you are decluttering. Like if you do some digging, then you'll probably find some equivalents to what I'm talking about here in most areas because the world is changing and the circular economy is growing and growing every year. There are more initiatives popping up doing great things for reusing and recycling stuff as well as lots of different organizations popping up with rehoming things to people in need. So let's start with talking about selling stuff. Selling stuff can be both really great for your wallet and really great for the environment. You can make some cash back from decluttering efforts and you know that your stuff is actually going to be used by someone who actually wants it enough to pay money for it. Some ways that you can sell your stuff include Gumtree, Facebook Marketplace, eBay, cash converters, having a garage sale, Uh, getting a little stall at a local flea market and using secondhand clothing websites, which I'll list later on in this guide. Selling stuff can also be a total time consumer. Donating takes less effort and can get the clutter out quicker. So if you're trying to move a lot of clutter out of your home, trying to sell a lot of your things is going to really slow down your progress with getting your decluttering done. A little trick that I like to pull up my sleeve is to set a time limit for items to sell by. So what I mean by this is setting a time limit. It could be like a week. It could be two weeks or for like more higher ticket expensive items, maybe a month or something. You set a time limit that you will have the item for sale before you'll give it away after said time limit. This avoids the selling items to build up as clutter, which defeats the purpose of decluttering. (laughs) 
Okay, with that being said about selling items, now what else can you do? So almost anything, like the majority of your stuff falls into this category, can be donated to op shops or given away using Facebook free groups. So there are groups called Buy Nothing and Free Cycle. They are Facebook groups that are usually local area based. So I know that there is a Free Cycle and a Buy Nothing group in my area which is basically Facebook marketplace situation but where people are actually going to the page or like seeing things pop up in their feed that they know is free and many random waste items that are like knick-knacky bits and pieces there's a place in Woolloongabba in Brisbane called Reverse Garbage And they take a lot of really random stuff. I'm not going to tell you that they will take any random waste, but there is a whole magnitude of random bits and pieces that they take and then will have in their shop to do like kids art projects and stuff like that. So definitely check them out, Reverse Garbage. And I'm going to move on to the next category, which is clothing. So selling options with clothing, you can use websites like Depop, Poshmark, and The Closet. All really great options for selling things online. You do have to put in a bit of work to get the listing up and then deal with postage once someone purchases something from you. But they can be a hell of a lot easier than like Facebook Marketplace with a whole bunch of time wasters because it's like set up like an eBay sort of thing where like someone will actually confirm a purchase. You'll get sent the money and then you post it out. Because you've got to go through the effort of posting and uploading all the images and the descriptions and everything, it probably wouldn't be worth selling like the random crappy clothes that like you'd buy in an op shop and find really easily. It's more like the nice pieces that someone would actually like see online and purchase for like 20 to $100 or something like that or more if you've got really nice things. And then if you want to sell clothes in person, then markets are really, really great option to do this. You can book a stall at a fashion market. They're usually about like $25 a stall which can be made back very quickly if you're bringing a lot of things there. And the markets in Brisbane include ones called Love Me Again Markets, Her Wardrobe, and the Suitcase Rummage, which is like in the city, where you bring a suitcase and people rummage it and give you money for what they buy. If you're doing a massive wardrobe declutter, I would definitely recommend if you are tr- if you actually really want to try and get some money back for all the clothes that you've spent money on but don't wear, then booking a $25 stall, making a, a morning of it at one of these markets. Maybe you can buy a couple of nice pieces from some other stalls. It could be some fun and then you can stop by the op shop on the way home to donate all of the clothes that you don't sell. If you have any designer bags, you can sell via consignment. There are a few websites online that do online consignment or you could, am I saying that right? Consignment? I I think I am. I'm not a designer bags person if you can't tell. 
And if you have any women's work clothes, there's an organization called Fitted for Work, which will get those work clothes into the hands and on the bodies of women in vulnerable positions who need jobs and they will wear it for interviewing or actually wearing it to the office at their new job and that's a really cool organization if you have any good condition old work clothes and there's another brisbane women's charity called dress for success it might be similar to fitted for work but i'm pretty sure it's just all types of clothes check their website for more details about that and if you have shoes then the sports shoes association I think that's what it's called, ASG, Australian Sports Sporting Goods Association or something. Um, anyway, you'll find the website with the PDF. They've got a program called Save Our Souls program, which is recycling of old shoes, specifically sports shoes. And then if you have any good condition shoes, there's an organization called Putting Smiles on People's Feet that will put the shoes on people's feet and essentially put smiles on their faces. If you have shoes in bad condition, then you can also send them to Apparel, which is the big textile recycling company in Australia, and they are now taking shoes for recycling. I don't know how they do it with all the random materials inside shoes, but they can apparently recycle them. If you have old bras, which can be very hard to recycle, like apparel don't take bras, there is an organization called the Uplift Project that you can send those. And any other clothing that's not good enough to donate, you can actually recycle it. Not through your council recycling, but through textile recycling programs. It costs $20 to get picked up, but you can pick up a 10 kilo cardboard box full of clothes and they will be sent off for recycling by apparel love them and you if you don't have enough to fill a 10 kilo box or if you don't want to spend the money to recycle um, your old stuff then you can head in store to a Sheridan store or a H&M store and they have little boxes for textile recycling somewhere in the store I haven't seen them myself but that's a really good option for if you live near a Westfield or something like that that has a Sheridan or a H&M store okay enough with clothing let's move on to gold and silver you can sell or use as scrap metal to remelt You can Google a local buyer in your area for this. And linens. Bedding in good condition can go to Blankets for Brisbane, which I'm pretty sure will give the blankets to homeless people or other people in need. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that's what happens with it. But you should be able to find a similar charity like that in most areas of the world. And bedding in bad condition. It's not all lost. You can get these used by dogs and cats and other animals at animal rescue centers so the rspca takes old blankets and towels and stuff too animal welfare league queensland does it as well if there's any other animal shelters in your area give them a call or check their website and see if they will take old blankets and towels and other linens 
Also, mechanics will also sometimes take rags. If you break down old fabric into little rags, they are often very appreciative of that because sometimes they will be buying rags and then just throwing them in the bin when they get dirty. So if you can give them your old stuff, then that's reducing waste and helping a business out get some material secondhand. Okay, now bathroom stuff. Toiletries, if they're full, then you should be able to donate them to women's shelters. In Brisbane, there's organizations, two of them that I found, one called Zigzag and one called Rise Up with a Z or Z. And if you have empty and clean products, you can recycle the packaging via a drop-off at David Jones or Priceline. So if you have any toiletries that are already opened that you don't want anymore and you don't know anyone who will actually want them to give them to, then you can empty the product out, clean it out, and then get it recycled, dropping it off at one of those places. And the same with razors can also be recycled. Gillette has sponsored a razor recycling program that happens via TerraCycle. You can get the link to how to use that in the PDF. Cleaning stuff, again, you can give it away if you know someone who will use cleaning stuff that you don't want. Or if it's safe, you can empty the stuff you don't want down the sink and recycle the packaging. Most cleaning products, if it's clean and empty, should be able to go into your council recycling. But just check what it says on the back of the packaging. Office items or office-ish items. So anything electrical. You've got Mobile Master that takes old mobile phones. Officeworks does that too, but Officeworks also has a amazing recycling program in the front of all of their stores. I'm pretty sure it's all of their stores. They've got little drop boxes for mobile phones. My favorite box is the electrical... It says like laptops and something else, but it has cords in the list of the few things that it lists on that box. So anything like old chargers, any other like random cords that you don't even know what the hell they go to, they can all go into that box at Officeworks. So most e-waste can go into that box. They've also got, um, hang on, I'll mention there's a stationery when I get further down this list I'm going through, but, um... For what you can't donate e-waste-wise at Officeworks, your local waste and recycling centres, aka the dump, should be able to take e-waste and big e-waste as well, not just cords and stuff. Like if you have any like big old speakers that are outdated and you can't sell them because everyone has UE booms now, things like that can be recycled, like the materials can be recycled via the e-waste facilities at the local dump. Okay, and books. So if you have a street library near you, which you probably do, they're popping up all over the place. So a street library is, it kind of says it in the name, but like a very mini library, like a little bookcase that's waterproofed and out on a residential street where anyone can put books there for other people to take and you can go there and like borrow or just take free books And the idea is you should bring them back after you're done with them, but it's kind of like a trust system, sort of like a, what do you call those, like, stalls out the front of, like, uh, farms and stuff? Someone messaged me on Instagram and tell me what I was trying to think of here, those little farm stalls? 
produce stalls like when you're driving down a rural road and there's like a little stall that sells whatever goods that person's garden had access of sort of like that if you know what I'm talking about then thank you if you don't know what I'm talking about I'm so sorry but you can take your old books and go to the street library's website find one near you and go and pop them into that little box on a neighboring street and if you have any kids books you can donate them to the organization books for png which sends them overseas to papua new guinea and i'm pretty sure that the kids would be using learning how to uh, read english from them i guess craft and stationery Offer your craft and stationery to childcare centers and schools. They won't always want it, but some of them do. I know a lot of clients have take their old craft and stationery stuff to the their kids' childcare or a childcare that their kids used to go to, and they always love seeing them walk in the door with things for the center. If you have any pens, Officeworks has the pen recycling program, which I was about to get ahead of myself and mention before. Okay, so in relation to kids, baby stuff and young kids items, there's a great organization called Baby Give Back. It is a Brisbane, Southeast Queensland company organization, it's non-for-profit, where they take Most items that are baby things and young kids items, I think they take some women's things. You'll have to check their website on what they accept. I know they don't accept things like cloth nappies and a few other things for hygiene reasons, but most baby stuff you can give to Baby Give Back. I have donated to them a few times. I love giving my stuff to them because they will get it in the hands of mums who are in vulnerable situations and really need the stuff if you have toys so toys in good condition you can obviously sell or donate to the op shop but broken toys you can actually get them recycled so I'm I know it's plastic toys I think wooden toys and don't quote me on this but maybe even plushed like stuffed animals I think big w I think all those three things. It was three different types of materials that they could recycle. Check the website, but at Big W, there's a toy recycling program, which is amazing. It came out last year, I'm pretty sure. I've utilized it a bunch of times. Every time I'm getting annoyed with the random crappy toys in my house, I'll take them along to Big W and pop them in the little box at the front to get them recycled. And if you have toys in good condition, you might also be able to find a toy library near you, which is yeah, self-explanatory again. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how they work, but it's, there's programs where people can rent toys or um, maybe it's like a membership thing and you can swap toys out and in. I haven't used one before, but I've got a link to toy libraries on the PDF. And if you have kids or adults, for that matter, gaming items, then you can also trade them in at gaming stores like EB Games. You might not get a lot of money for them, but at least you know that they're going to get sold to someone who actually wants them. Okay, now everything kitchen related. We're getting to the end of the list. I hope this is not overwhelming you too much, but there are a lot of options and you've got that PDF there to go back to everything that I'm talking about. So kitchen items, 
compost, my favorite thing. If you don't have your own compost facilities where you live, like in like in your household or backyard or whatever, then there is an awesome app called Share Waste where you can find someone else in your neighborhood that is composting and is open to taking in extra scraps to go into their compost. I did this when I first moved to Brisbane after living in Byron for so many years, very, very used to having the council pick up compost system where we had like a bin that we'd chuck all our compost in and the council would take it away into industrial compost facilities Um, so I never had to learn how to compost myself and then I moved to Brisbane and they didn't have that obviously because Brisbane's a little bit behind on the sustainability edge than Byron and I was like crap I don't know how to compost I am a little bit intimidated by it so I jumped on the share waste app and then once or twice a week we would take a bucket of our waste around the corner a couple of streets to this other lady who had a big compost system in her backyard. We soon started composting ourselves and just how easy it actually was. Soft plastic. So this is like plastic bags, any like soft scrunchy plastic packaging that you buy things in like spinach bags and all of that sort of thing. Red Cycle will recycle those and they have drop-off locations at Coles and Woolworths. So when you go to your groceries, you don't even have to do it every time. I actually saved my soft plastic up for a year and a half because I was cleaning it and drying it and it just kept shoving into this massive bag and then I filled my land room with it for a real. If that sounds interesting to you if you want to see me swimming in plastic then go check out my instagram if you can't find it on there send me a dm and i'll send you the video but i made a little educational or entertaining video of me swimming in plastic and explaining how to recycle soft plastic yeah anyway you can take all of that to coles and woolworths blister packs so the packaging that like medication pills come in that little aluminium pop packaging uh TerraCycle actually recycles this as well and they have drop-off points mostly at selected pharmacies that you can take those back and get them recycled which is really cool. TerraCycle also does a dish and air freshener recycling program so any dishwashing related product packaging can be recycled through them. Check their website for how to do that. Same thing with coffee capsules and pet food packaging uh, TerraCycle also has programs for those. Check their website for where you can actually find the drop-off locations and all of that. Some of them might be mail-in as well. TerraCycle is amazing. They are coming out with all sorts of recycling programs. They're usually sponsored by some sort of big brand in different industry, like different like consumer goods industries as a sort of like sustainability initiative that the brand is trying to do. So I think like Colgate sponsors the toothpaste recycling program and all of that. I'm pretty sure the pet food one is sponsored by some random big pet food company. Uh, But they're cool. Uh, Check out the TerraCycle website, but I'm pretty sure I've mentioned everything uh, that TerraCycle does on here (laughs) and in the PDF. 
So the last kitchen item that I wanted to go over was cans and bottles. You should know if you live in Australia, the name Containers for Change by now. They have popped up big time over the last few years with all of these drop-off points, like these big metal uh, building structure looking things in car parks around the place where you can take your containers put them through this conveyor belt high-tech machine thing and it will give you 10 cents back for every bottle eligible bottle or can that you give them there's another company which does the same thing called recan and i think they can also pick it up from your home containers for change will now pick up from your home if you have over 100 cans i think cans and bottles check their website for details on how to do that and last but not least i want to share all the different things that you can usually give at the waste and recovery centers aka the dump so this is what brisbane dumps will take aluminium cans batteries they can also go to woolworths by the way now too cardboard and paper Clean polystyrene, that white random stuff that comes in packaging. Great to recycle that at the dump. Electronic waste. So like I was mentioning before, any cords, any like old appliances and anything like that. Empty gas bottles, fire extinguishers, light bulbs, hard plastics, metals, paint can actually be recycled at the dump. There's also another company called Paintback that will recycle opened paint and at the dump you can also recycle white goods like fridges and other appliances. So there you go. There was a whole bunch of options of how to sustainably get rid of clutter. Again if these options are not available where you live it is totally possible that there are alternatives where you do live. Remember, power of Facebook groups to find out what those alternatives are. And I just wanted to let you know that you are a legend. Many people wouldn't think twice about hauling all of their clutter to be sent off to the landfill. You listening to this is evidence of you being part of a wave of sustainable change that we need in this world. Sustainability is all about what happens before your stuff gets to your home and after it leaves your home. Finding your own version of minimalism is about what you intentionally choose to keep in your home. And if you're bringing more awareness and intentionality with your stuff before it gets to you, with what you own in your home as well as after it leaves you, then you are my kind of person. So cheers to a life of more joy and less stress. I'm going to hop off now, but I'll link the PDF that is downloadable in the show notes of this episode. You know, like the description thing when you click the title of the episode and then it brings up a whole bunch of text underneath it. Cool. I think you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's hard to access on different apps, but you should be able to get there. If not, then head to my Instagram, sort it out sustainably, and I'll have a link in my bio. Thanks for listening and I'll be back next week with another podcast episode. Thanks so much for listening to the entirety of this podcast episode. I love helping you create a life of more joy, more time, more sustainability, more simplicity and intentionality by inspiring you to live with less mindless consumption and less waste. 
I'm here to help. And if you click subscribe to this podcast, you should see a new episode about every week. I have a bunch of previous episodes that might help you and a bunch more cooking. Be sure to be following me on Instagram where I like to have fun with Instagram reels and I pop into stories to chat sometimes too. I also have some free tools you can check out like my PDF for 10 questions to ask yourself when decluttering to help you make decisions where you're getting stuck and a quiz that you can take to tell you what type of minimalist you are so that you can get some personalized tips to help you along your journey. I have an $11 minimalism mini course with a big sustainability focus. It can be done in just a few hours over a weekend. That's why I called it the Radical Shift Weekend. And if you're interested in completely revolutionizing your relationship with stuff by decluttering your entire home, I have a course for that too. It's called Cut Clutter and Cultivate Joy. The waitlist for my whole house decluttering course is in the show notes of this episode, along with everything else I mentioned. I wish you the best day or night wherever you are. My name is Steph, and if you're subscribed to the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast, I'll chat to you next week.